if that's going to work or not so just in case hello once again welcome to punk goes pod a weekly podcast that chronicles the punk goes ellipses series from fearless records and asks the age-old question hell yeah or yeah nah how are you sam i'm feeling luxurious at the moment i'm yeah i'm sipping on some riesling and i'm I'm laying elegantly on a, a gaming chair mm. to to speak into this microphone. There's um, some golden sunlight yeah. spilling through the window. I, the same color as the Riesling. I um, yeah, and I declared on this podcast that I think we need massages because our necks are just garbage at the moment. Yeah, there's been a lot of just downward looking towards. Yep computers and phones and books and not much reason to look up <laughs> um well, things aren't looking up at the moment so no. why should we f- physically look up exactly i where was i let me ask while you're thinking about that how, how are you i am well um just to finish my train of thought before it goes nowhere i was somewhere the other day and a Oh, that's right. I was on my morning walk and a bus went past for something called lookup.org. And like, I didn't, or I think it was .org, but like, I didn't end up looking up what it was, but it was literally just side of the bus, a thing that said look up. And it was kind of nice. Like, I was just like, oh, and like, looked up and like, the sky was blue and there were clouds. I was like, oh, that's nice. I remember a few years ago, there was this ad campaign where it was like, just blank billboards and i can't remember the messages that they were sh- they were saying you didn't have any idea what they were it was fucking commonwealth bank when you look when you, <laughs> when you actually went to the website or when you looked into it it was fucking it was commonwealth bank that sounds about right it was, it was depressing it was like oh that sounds kind of ah oh, it's not it's not cool yeah. at all so but no i am well thank you i feel a little more human for having welcomed company into our home yep um it's been a weird sort of day. It's felt like it's been sunset all day today. And now that it is actually sunset, it's just kind of like, oh, we're finally there. Yeah. Um, and I've just sort of been low-key, just sleepy all day. So today's a bit, like, dissociated, I guess. But I guess nice. I guess it's good that we've got a pretty low-key song then. Yeah. In the form of OK by As It Is. I'll drink to that. Cheers. I don't know if I've been worse. I don't know if I can change. But right now, it's nothing. I don't think that I'm okay. I don't think that I'm okay. I don't think that I'm okay. I'm 
Samuel, mm-hmm. can you tell us about the band as it is? I can. When I bring up my phone. This is very natural and not at all staged or scripted. So, as it is, often gets stylized to... And I couldn't get the proper the proper character, but it's basically an A without the, 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 the oh, line across. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, like an inverted V. Yeah, like an inverted V. Or A dash dash. Oh, Forward slash, forward slash. Backslash. Backslash, backslash. So cool. Yeah. Yes, that, that went down very well that, in an audio... In an audio video. format. <laughs> Describing something very visual. Mm-hmm. So the band, they formed in Brighton, England in 2012. And they, I think, basically, they're a Fearless Records... Um, they ride or die Fearless Records. Like, that's their record label that they've stuck with. Sick. Which is cool. Good for good for Fearless Records. <laughs> sure. Well, good for both. But like, this yeah. is they're they're a they're a somewhat decently popular band. Yeah. No. So, uh, I so okay. So they formed in Brighton, England. But I wrote here they're considered a British American band because lead vocalist and founder of the band Paddy Walters was born in Minnesota. In Minnesota. I, I couldn't quite figure out though. If, like, I looked into him a little bit, but I don't know if he necessarily like moved to England to maybe start a band or to go study or something or if his parents if his family moved to England maybe when he was a teenager I watched some interviews and he still has a pretty thick American accent like his his accent is is different to the rest of the bands well it definitely carries through them like it's a very quintessential like American accent that you hear yeah yep but yeah there you go yeah so yeah an American with a with a British backing band, um, like Heaven and Hell, with the members of Black Sabbath and Ronnie James Dio. So, cool. Yep, yeah, there you go. A little bit of heavy metal there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Walters got started performing pop, punk, and emo covers on YouTube. So he's sort of like the Justin Bieber of pop punk. Kind of. Except, yeah. did Justin Bieber do his own songs? Ooh, I think he might have, actually. I think Justin Bieber... that's Bieber... kind of the point. It's like he was a bit of a wonderkind. Yeah. No. Yeah, so like he was he was doing his own stuff and um, and he also had a very good voice and Usher was like, I'm going to make money from that. And he did. So, mm. good on him. So, uh, where am I up to? Oh, Walters found Andy Westhead and Patrick Foley after placing an advertisement looking for people wanting to start a pop-punk band on joinmyband.co.uk. And I looked into the website, and it's still up and running. Cool. Yeah, so we can uh, we can get some people to join our podcast.co.uk. <laughs> so, just, like, what roles do the other two aforementioned people have? Ooh, didn't write that down. Let me... <laughs> ooh, 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 uh, uh. This Putting me on the spot. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I could have written it down. Look, it's okay. I've got Wikipedia up, so... It, I mean, and that's the name of the song. What? You said oh, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Alright, Andy Westhead, lead guitar, and Patrick Foley... I think left the band? Drums. Nah, he's no? still there. So someone left. Um, Who was it? So former members, Andy, wait, 
Yeah, okay. So Andy West had left. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've got a couple of former members. There was a little bit of drama at one point. I think it was possibly Andy Westhead. They parted ways and their statement regarding it was very sort of passive-aggressive. Like, yeah, in October 2017, Westhead departed from the band due to feelings and differences that had been building up, but it very much sounded like a me versus them or us versus him sort of situation. So they tommed along him. Yeah, look. So DeLong. Yeah. <laughs> this. Yeah, let's keep yeah. pressing on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all right. uh, so, and I, I can't confirm this myself because I don't even know if I could tell you a single one of their songs, but they have been compared to early Taking Back Sunday and The Starting Line. Like, listening to that one song... Can you sort of hear a little bit of early Taking Back Sunday? No. No? <laughs> like, again, because I haven't listened to As It Is beyond this song, so okay, and the acoustic cover that they did for Punk Goes Acoustic. Um, but yeah, like aside from that, I haven't listened to them, but I don't sense any sort of early Taking Back Sunday. Like, mm. yes... Maybe their early stuff was like early Taking Back Sunday because this was off their 2017 yeah, album. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, so, yeah, look, I can't confirm nor deny that fact on my own either. Yeah. But, yeah, I can see the comparisons to the starting line, though, like very sort of saccharine, like, pop-punk. Yeah. Yeah. Very... And I guess it has, like, you know, it's that thing of, like, there is an American, like, the lead singer is American, but that very... And we'll get into it a little bit later on, but it's very Americana. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Um, I just liked this little fact. So they covered Green Day's She for the Kerrang! release, Green Day American Super Hits. Sick. Uh, there was also a couple other albums of this ilk. Mm-hmm. So they also covered the... Uh, I, I wrote... They also covered the The Only Exception mm-hmm. by Paramore for Rock Sound Presents Worship and Tributes. Yeah. And there's also a Rock Sound Presents the Black Parade. Which they didn't contribute to. They didn't co- no. contribute to, I'm just moving on to like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I was just like, oh, okay, that's interesting. It's, yeah, like I kind of miss being of that age where you would buy a Kerrang! or a Rock Sound or something to get that comp CD. Because they are always surprisingly good comps. Like, yeah. the production value is good, like the bands are good... Like, I've still got one. I think it was with Kerrang! that they did it. It was like a tribute to the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, yeah. And I've still got it here. And, like, I definitely had a moment of panic where I thought I'd lost it. But it was, yeah, like, MySpace presents a tribute to Smashing Pumpkins. And it has, like, Plus 44 on there. Uh, the Academy is. Uh, there's a good few, like, really solid bands. And all of the covers are really good. Can we... I'll circle back on to the like the whole like compilation albums and everything, but I've only just noticed because you mentioned MySpace and I want to follow that thread for just yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, I only just realised I've only gone on to the Punk Goes Acoustic Three website for the first time, like last week. So yeah. I'm a terrible podcast host. I'll be <laughs> the first to admit it. But they've fashioned the Punk Goes Acoustic Three. Volume 3 website to be a MySpace page. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, it is and, very cool. And I realised that that they've done, like, the top friends 
are the bands on yeah. the compilation, and it's like, you know, your status, uh, their status, and I can't remember what their status was, but it's just like, oh wow, this, and it probably, they probably had, this probably very much imitated their page when, you know, I'm sure they probably still have a MySpace page, Fearless Records, but... Well, MySpace doesn't exist anymore, does it? Like, it sort of exists as, like, a shell of its former self. Well, I thought that was the thing with, like, Justin Timberlake bought it, yeah. of all people, and... I'm looking at... Okay, so... And it was for the, for the purpose of using it for music. Yeah. So, it does... Oh, Jesus. Oh, sitting near. What? That's very... Fucked. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so I've opened up MySpace and it's come up with like a blackout, well not blackout, but like a blocked sort of page. So it's talking about like data protection laws and like terms of use. So you have to read some documents, sure, whatever, and then you have to check a couple of boxes. So I've read, understood, and consent to MySpace's terms of use and privacy notice, blah, 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 sure. Then the second point, I understand that if I choose to post or share any sensitive data, in parentheses, defined as data revealing racial or ethnic origin, political opinions, religious or philosophical beliefs, trade union membership, genetic data, biometric data, data concerning my health, sex life, sexual orientation, or children's data on MySpace, that MySpace will process that data in connection with making the MySpace services available to me and expressly consent to such processing. Yikes. That's intense. Like, I guess it's it's essentially making explicit what we implicitly accept when we do join some form of social media, but fuck me, that mm. is intense. That's what happens when you sell your when you sell your site to Rupert Murdoch. Let's see if I if I click I do not agree. It says <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> you must agree to the new terms of use. No, I'm and gonna you, sign out. And you want a MySpace page in twenty twenty. Ah, so I don't even, like, once I did that, I can still look at it. Oh, no, it just keeps bringing it up. Sure. Yeah, it looks like it's trash now. Anyway. Let's just celebrate the fact that, like, I don't know what he's doing now, but Tom just seems like such a better human being. Well, I mean, he's a human being and Mark Zuckerberg's a robot, so. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's an android. I wonder what Tom from MySpace is doing. Let's have a look. I'm very interested. Because I remember he sold it for, like, 40 million? Yeah. It, always blew my, like, it, it blew my mind when I first got a MySpace. Well, not blew my mind, but I was like, why is this guy adding me? Like, who is this guy? Why is he Why is he my only friend? And then, then I realised, oh, he's the creator, and that's what he does. <laughs> like, why does he have 50 million friends? Who is this guy, and why is he so popular? Yeah. What a guy. Fuck, I, w- I would love to go back for just... 10 minutes and see who Tom's top friends were. Yeah. As well. That's true. Yeah. Could, could have been kind of probo. Who knows? See who is. But like. Did might you not, him on the pod? Might not even. Uh, yeah. If, Tom, if you're listening. Like Tom from MySpace. Fuck yeah. I'll get Tom from MySpace on the pod. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. I keep thinking that Justin Timberlake played him in the social network. But he played the Napster guy. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. Oh, cute. Okay, so he's on... LinkedIn? I mean, probably, but like... What yeah, would... Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, and Twitter. He had he sold it for $40 million. I don't think he needs to work ever again. No. That is true. Yeah. 
We are going horrendously off the rails. But uh, no, yeah, just I, I think that that's a very cute page that they've set up with the whole MySpace thing. It's like a ha ha, it's a throwback. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but like compilation albums and everything, I remember those as well. Yeah. It was, it was the demo discs of uh, yeah the, the the video game demo discs of the music world. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Except you, you got whole you got whole songs, whereas demo discs you did not get whole games. No, that would kind of defeat the purpose. Imagine though. Yeah. <laughs> that, yep. <laughs> I I remember you would get like you'd be able to like it'd be like here's some games, but also here's some trailers, and sometimes you yeah. get some really cool. I think I watched the Final Fantasy X trailer, like probably about ten times. Yeah. There you go. Sick. <laughs> All right. What do we think about this song? Hmm. I mean, I... Look, do we want to break it down into, like, original version versus cover version? Like, yeah. So, when I first heard the original version, I didn't love it because it's quite grating. Like, hmm. Just the vocal delivery. Yeah, like he's, it's, he's real whiny. Yeah, yeah, but like more so than what I used to listen to, I feel. Okay. Wait I, till we get into Rufio, because that guy is more nasal than anything you've probably ever heard. Yeah, true. I mean, like when I used to listen to Cutest What We Aim For before Sean was cancelled, um, they're very nasal, like whiny mm. kind of, but this is sort of like next level, and I guess it's sort of part of that current generation of um, emo I guess is like I do feel like it is a slightly different sound to what I was used to back in the day Um, anyway like first listen I was just kind of like yikes this is annoying but Mm. the more I listen to it like I can get down with it like it's a good song yeah and I like the message behind it like it's it's a very important kind of song for kids to have And one of those, yeah, like those songs that are very explicit about like, my mental health is not great and I need to do something about it. Um, It's a very crucial song to have within one's repertoire of like what they listen to. Mm. But they seem to, like genuine ones like that, do feel sort of few and far between at times. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like that there's, I really appreciate that there's bands that are still doing that are getting together you know within the last decade because they're only about eight years old yeah the band yeah and still producing this kind of music yeah and look like the the it feels like a throwback but almost to like a almost i i like it i like the sound of his voice but it's almost like a nauseating degree like that's what i sounded like when i was imitating these bands (laughs) when i was trying to do tom DeLonge or when i was trying to do uh, Jordan from Newfound Glory, like that's mm-hmm. how I sounded, mm-hmm. because it was like, yeah, I didn't quite know what I was doing, and I'm not saying he doesn't, but like I didn't quite know what I was doing, so the nasal was amped up to eleven. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you look at these guys, like the Patty Walters and 
one of the other guys, I don't know which one it is, he has long blonde hair. You can tell they're very much like living the gimmick of a pop punk emo band. Oh, yeah. Like, they're very, you can tell they're very influenced by My Chemical Romance in their look. Yeah, or like Aiden or someone like that. Like Aiden, maybe even a little bit of AFI. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other two members look like they work, you know, as accountants. Yeah. <laughs> during the week but then they get together with their pop punk friends who are still maybe can't let go of it yeah and and but they're still like it's like yeah these are still my friends though and i still love them and <laughs> yeah. look we'll still listen to the same music and everything but there, there has to reach a time where i cut my fringe that yeah i cause and, now i'm really interested to know how old each of these guys is and, and, and like you talk about the message it's it, it I, I think it's it's it is a very good message and I listened to it and I was like, Oh, it's basically the same message as I'm not okay, brackets I promise yeah. by My Chemical Romance. But it's sort of like almost saying like, hey, I'm still not okay. Yeah. yeah. In, in, you know, because when was, when was that album? Was that 2003? Three Cheers for the Sweet Revenge. Yeah. It turned 16 the other day, apparently. So 2004. So like 13 years after that song. And it's like, yeah. you know, you might have forgotten about I'm Not Okay, I Promise. So let's, let's not forget about the message. Yeah. Which it's, it's okay to not be okay. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they've... They're very much about, because um, they had another song called, I think, Boys Don't Cry. And it's very much about, That's right. you know, men don't have to be these shells. Like, men can have emotions. Men can cry. It's just, it's that sort of thing. Like, But in that scene, I don't think there was any, like, there was no real doubt that boys could cry. And boys could have that sort of feeling. Yeah, I think it feels like... Back in the day, it was more of a reactionary thing to, like, not being able to fulfil that macho presence. Like, mm. it was a response, like a fuck you to that. Whereas these days, it's very much a embodied, like, no, I'm just, I'm just a fragile person and that's fine. Like, yeah. does that make sense? Like, as opposed to being this thing like, oh, so you think I'm a pussy so then fuck you i'm gonna put on my guy liner and like gender bend and do things that sort of fuck with your idea of what masculine should be yeah versus at heart i am just a a vulnerable person and i can live that and embody that day to day without copping flack for it yeah like yeah it feels a bit more advanced than what it used to be yeah but then in saying that that's because the previous waves of this kind of music did set the stage for this to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be really interested to go through and listen to, like, or read up on their lyrics. Um, and even even to another extent, like, they, I, I feel like as it is, 
is popular enough, but they haven't reached the sort of heights that Neck Deep has. Yeah. And I think it's because yeah. Neck Deep look very accessible. Yes. Whereas there's still like a couple of people of as it is that, that maybe make a few people go, nah, not, not mm. for me. Whereas I think Neck Deep are just very much like polo shirts and yeah. blonde hair and, and whatnot. They're just uh, a very classic American pop punk kind yeah, of. Yeah, but they're like, another they're British, British band. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'd be really interested to see, because these are more recent bands, because I think Neck Deep was like 2010 or something. Mm. They, they're, they're within the last 10 years as well. Mm-hmm. To see if like, okay, we're very much inspired by these bands, but are we lyrically inspired? Yeah. Are, we, are they as problematic, you know... You know, emo lyrics, there are that, you know, there are bands that wrote those songs of like, well, if you're not going to be with me, well, I'll kill the two of us. Yeah. And, yeah. and just really, yeah, iffy stuff that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so off topic slightly, but yeah, it turns out Patty Walters is only like six months younger than me. Okay. Which kind of does my head in because he seems so much younger. So, yeah, so he would have basically been... He would have been going through the emo phase in high school the same at the same as time as you, same time as me. That's fucked. And and it was so basically what when he was like twenty, twenty one. Yeah. When when he started a pop punk band. Yeah. As well, that seems like something that's also very much a, a teenager thing is to start a pop punk band. I... This has put an entirely new spin on the band for me. Like, this is doing my head in, in that, like, he, like, yeah, Patty has essentially taken the path that I could have taken, like, that two paths diversion or what, like, there was... There is another one where you keep your fringe. Yeah, there is a parallel universe where I kept my fringe, I doubled down on the whole, like, this isn't a phase, and, Mm. like became a very different version of who I am now because like I still very much listen to and love emo and pop punk and all of that but I also have to front up to a corporate job and yeah. I am also 29 like yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's fascinating because I guess it's like you kind of you have to exist within the scene be it like in like touring or management or performing or something to be able to maintain this and be yeah. taken seriously for it. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous that he gets to still be like, uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> but, but also it's like, but it's, that's your job. That makes th- perfect sense. That's your job, but then at some point you look a little bit sad. Like you look at the Motley Crue dudes. Yeah, that, And that they're is in their true. 50s or 60s and they're still doing guy liner and like stupid hair and wearing too many bandanas and affliction t-shirts, it's like, you look ridiculous. Yeah. Like, act your age. That's where I've always just maintained, like, 40 is when my t- my band shirts go and I just do the Henry Rollins look. I'll probably cut my hair really short and just do the Henry Rollins look and get buff. <laughs> and, and just get angry. I will give you a spoiler as well. In those, in both universes, we still end up together, probably. Aww. Well, you would have, you would have probably still gone to university to study Ugh. publishing, maybe, or. Mate, I don't know. I was lamenting the fact that I went to university at all the other day because, like, sure, it's gotten me some places, but not really. <laughs> it's just gotten me a lot of debt that I'll have to pay down over however many years. But anywho, that's fine. Hmm. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, essentially like, 
at first I found this kind of grating, but this to me is like the equivalent of like what Motion City soundtracks, everything is alright was for me mm. as a teen. But again, it kind of does my head in that, like, it was all that was also the like Motion City soundtracks. Everything is all right. Was the Motion City soundtrack? Everything is all right for the same dude yeah. from the like. Yeah, that does my head. He in. was listening to it at the same yeah, time. Yeah, like that does my head in. That's yeah. so weird. Um, but yeah, that's what I think about it. What do you think? Yeah, no, I I, I like it. I as I said, like. They're not. I haven't really listened to too much Neck Deep, but I just know that Neck Deep's very big. They're, yeah. they're you know, they've played with Blink One Eighty Two, and mm. yeah, yeah, they're very, they're very much a bigger band. Who I wouldn't be surprised if they might already be doing it, but like, will probably start to separate themselves from the punk aspect of this pop group. Right, I see what you mean. Yeah, and and turn it into you know just a yeah like a pop group or you know just sort of like your bog standard radio friendly rock group or something yeah um yeah i I, i'm getting distracted (laughs) fuck yeah patrick foley's on linkedin yes go for it what limited partner and drummer at as it is that's very funny (laughs) i didn't know you could put yourself on linkedin as a musician i mean you can like my parents are on there as farmers like it makes sense in terms of networking, but also, like, you don't need to be on LinkedIn, buddy. Like, this is not the avenue for you. <laughs> it's... I want to add him. That's very funny. So, like, there's a very interesting... Yeah, like, we spoke about it before, but there's a very interesting sort of Americana element, especially um, artistically, you know, they have gone through this, like... For this album, particularly, okay. Mm. Um, it looks very much from like the 50s to 60s yeah yeah and like the album cover is you know that sort of i, I wouldn't say she's a pinup but like just a very the very sort of like when they weren't taking photographs for magazine ads they yeah. were drawing them yeah um which i'm getting a lot of from when i you know watched binged Mad Men. you know they would yeah. draw a lot of this stuff and it looks like that, but she's got she's riding a bike, and in the basket is an atom bomb that says "Okay." On yeah, it. yeah. Um, and which is you know that sort of thing of like saying "Okay, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay" until it finally explodes because you're not okay and you're not talking about it. Yeah. Um, I as I said, like I really like that there's still people championing this music. Like, yeah, I I would have seriously just been like, okay, I think this music's kind of dead, you know. You found Glory still producing music, but I think it's still dead. Blink One Eighty Two, who I I I asked you the question the other night: Should they retire after they've released one hundred and eighty-two songs? That would be very funny. I think they should because I just think <laughs> I just think Blink should retire anyway. But I yeah, think after because yeah. it, they're it's basically an album away. Yeah, it's yeah. 
Like, I don't know. They've definitely jumped the shark in terms of Blink-182 as a concept, and so I think they need to just put it to bed. Yeah, and, like, the more of their internet presence just makes me go, like, come on, guys, just... Uh, Yeah, I think... I think for me it's just, like, stop flirting with the idea that Tom's going to come back. Like... Yeah. Drop it. And I think Tom himself has said, well, I'm not coming back while Skeeba's still in the band. Oh, Christ. I I feel like I've I've heard him... Like, I've heard somewhere that he's been, like, yeah, no, I'm not going to come back. Like, I don't know if there's beef between him and Skiba, but it would be really weird. Yeah, yeah. It would be really bizarre. I don't know. It's just, yeah, just pack it up. Mm. <laughs> but no, this isn't a Blink-182 podcast. No, nah, there already is one. <laughs> there are a few. <laughs> <laughs> there's one in your heart. There is. <laughs> um, but no, I agree. Like, I like that these sentiments and messages are still being portrayed within this genre. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like that the further along the scene and air quotes gets, it so it just by function has to get more progressive and more woke, like... Yeah. Because that shit doesn't fly anymore. And yeah, I keep... Like, I'm going into my own genre now. I keep... You know, I see things like, oh, death metal is dead. It's like, death metal isn't really dead. Like, there are still, like, pockets that are going through, like, that sort of try to do, like, an old school sound. But it's like, death metal itself isn't dead because it's basically, it keeps spawning different subgenres. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you have a band like Rivers of Nile who recorded one of the best death metal albums of, like, it was, like, 2018. Uh, I think it's like Owl's, the place where Owls sleep or something. I can't remember the name of the, the mm-hmm. album, but it's like, it's one of the best death metal albums I've heard in a long fucking time and it incorporates saxophone into it. <laughs> and it's like, it's not yes. dead. It's just, it's it's going down different avenues and your idea of like, okay, yes, death metal like Cannibal Corpse and that sort of stuff is dying because Cannibal Corpse is a deathcore band now. It's like, okay. Just, yeah. I don't know. I'm sensitive about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Okay. <laughs> What do we think of the acoustic version? I felt a year's worth of hurt and sadness catching up with me. And the sky I painted to silence the pain is bleeding into grey. I don't know if I've been worse. I don't know if I can change. But right now, I don't think, I don't think that I'm I, it's all right. Um, yeah, it's very saccharine. Yeah, in a in a way, like it just there's so little to it. Like it's just no, it's it feels almost no. I don't mean like the sentimentality of it, but like it's airy, and by airy, I yeah. mean kind of empty. Yeah, it it sounds like a different song, which is credit to them. Like, testament to their ability to rework something and not just offer up, like, the exact same song just yep. on an acoustic guitar. But it kind of diminishes the value of the original. Yeah. 
Like, it's still very valid, and I guess, like, this suits a different angle of that. Coming to the realisation that you're not okay, you need to seek help, you're frustrated, you're tired, all these things. Yeah. But I think what I like about the original is that it's a little bit subversive just in that classic thing of upbeat sort of high power song with a very serious message to it. Whereas this is just sort of wallowing in its yeah. not okayness. And it's like it's like I'm not okay, but it's but that's alright, you know. You know, I'm not the only one. There's there's lots of people who are not okay, and we can sort of get through this with you know help. But yeah, as you said, the acoustic one is just mer the song. It's like, uh, yeah, it just it just sort of, it's almost like it wants to be sad. Yeah. Um. And like, I guess we should note here that this isn't one of those songs where it's like, it isn't an it will get better song. Like, it is a song that is just very much, like, throwing hands up and being like, well, fuck, like, I'm so fucking sad. Yeah. Like, the bridge is, so keep your it'll get betters and I'll keep my I'll be just fines. I'll show you flashes of colours and hide behind bouquets of lies. And, but, it's one of those ones where it's that shared experience. Like, other people who, for instance, are going to therapy for the first time, or, like, speaking to someone and vocalising what's wrong for them. Like, yeah, by that shared experience, that's where you get the sense of being able to relate, as opposed to relying on the singer to be like, oh, but you'll be fine, like, you'll be okay, like, we'll all be okay, because, yes, sometimes it's not that certain. So I guess, like, that is an important distinction to make in that both songs, like regardless of the tone of them, I guess, like they are both like very, like not negative, like definitively, but like they're not offering a solution, sort of thing. Mm. Like, they're sort of they are firm in their sadness, but just in different ways. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's something about like. The original one, it just feels a bit more defiant. Like, there is that insinuation that it's a kind of active sadness where they are going to keep sort of fighting, I guess. Mm. And, like, not necessarily to get better, but just they're going to... It's like, hang on, I'm just going to pull up a post that I saved on Instagram because I loved it so fucking much. While you're looking into that, I'll say this for it. The guitar is very pretty. It's a very it is, pretty yeah. sounding guitar. I also, one of those sounds that I absolutely adore, it's one of those ones that's like, just a really pleasant sound, like like scissors cutting into like new sort of firm paper. <laughs> it's the sound of, it's the sound of the, 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 the acoustic guitar strings kind of, not like, it's not slide guitar, but when yeah, you... Yeah, when you can hear the fingers moving along the floor. Yeah, that's a really satisfying sound to me and it has yeah. that... It's like, oh, that is... I, I, I do like that. Yeah. It is a very pretty sounding guitar, but it's, you know, pretty doesn't necessarily make it better. As I said, like, it's just a very airy song. Like, Yeah. I don't know. And he's just... The way he sings as well, it's just very... Like, I I got the feeling like he's... He's doing it for an acoustic song, in a yeah. way. Like, it's like he's putting on this sort of voice. Like, it's like he's trying to almost be quiet about it and sort of like hide it and sort of like yeah that's the thing like they suit two different moods 
but I just happen to prefer the original one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to me, so just to circle back, so the post I wanted to bring up. Yeah. So it's just a picture of, like, some graffiti on a wall somewhere, and the graffiti artist, I guess... It just says, I'm fucking fed up and tired and I want to die, but living is the most punk shit I've ever fucking done. And it's just in, like, these big, like, block, like, capital letters. And that's exactly the sentiment I get from this. Like, like he's just so angry and frustrated, but that in itself is an energy yeah. of being alive. Like, yeah. I love that. And as a teenager, I absolutely could have related to that. As an adult, I can still relate to that a lot of the time. But, like... I like that there's that just kinetic, that energy to it that the acoustic cover lacks. Yeah. Like, it sort of doesn't have that driving force underneath it for me. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah. Like we've done some really... We've done some really good acoustic cover. Like, this isn't one of those ones where it's, you know, just an acoustic song. We have one song to talk about this yeah. week. This is a yeah. couple, you know... We, we we haven't done one of these for a little while, I yeah. feel. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, earlier on, a lot of those songs were really good and they did portray the melancholy that that they that they were trying to portray in using an acoustic guitar. Yeah. This, it's just... Yeah, it doesn't bring me down in the right way. It doesn't really work. It's just... Hmm. Yeah. And, and, like, if I... I could probably listen to the the original a hundred times and and really enjoy it. This it's going to be kind of lost once I'm done. Yeah, I think I feel like this one is definitely a deep cut for the fans. If that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like people who listen to the original and are a hundred percent on board with it are like so down with what the message is. They're going to equally devour the more somber version of it. Mm. But I think for me, where I don't have that emotional tie to the band, step like looking at it from a distance, I'm just like, like yeah, it kind of falls flat. But yeah. I can see how it is still very masterfully done for the right listener. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. That's it's essentially not... where I'm at with it. But it's not us. No. We're not those listeners. No. No. And I just, I cannot get over the fact that they're essentially a similar age to us. Like, that, to me, just changes a lot. Yeah. I don't know how, but it just does. It definitely reinforces my idea that I could start a pop-punk cover band. Oh, don't. I wish. Like, like, just an actual cover band that just does pop-punk songs. Like, that would be killer. Yeah. That'd be fun as hell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I don't know, let's jump on to joinmyband.co.uk. <laughs> I'm just going to look at that real quick. We'll get some to... Brits over here. We can start a pop-punk band. A pop... In it. In it. You're all right. You want to start a pop-punk band? We'll call it Fish and Chips. And go down to the pub and get some points. Man. I don't know why I'm, I don't know why I'm speaking like that. I guess I'm just British. Yeah, look, I just, it kind of blows my mind that this is how people find band members. That's how the Black Dahlia murder started. I know, but yeah. like, it's kind of nuts to me that you can just be like, hey, I need this. And someone yeah. rocks up and feel, but like, of course that's how it happens. Yeah, Trevor met Brian and that's how the Black Dahlia murder started. 
That's nuts. Oh my. I yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Let's look up. All right. Let's. All right. We're going to do some free advertising for someone on here. <laughs> Let's read out. To all of our one listener. <laughs> yeah, Richard. Richard, get, get on with this <laughs> We know guy. that you're super talented. <laughs> all right. Uh, pick a place in... London. Lon- well, I don't know anywhere. In- I just know London. Yeah. The Thames. Is there anyone live on the River Thames? Let's go to Worcestershire. Oh, yeah. Delicious. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Worcestershire. Fuck yeah, we're looking for a female vocalist. Yeah, cool. All right. I'm down. Let's go. This is from Canuck Staffs. I don't know what that means. And it's by... Is it Canuck? I don't know. (laughs) Well, how's it pronounced? Or how's it spelled? C-A-N-N-O-C-K. Okay, because I thought if it was Canuck, Canuck, that's Canadian. I know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not that. So, it's from user Lead Guitar Man in South Staffordshire. Oh, Staffordshire. Oh, I got an auntie that lives in Staffordshire. Female vocalist required to start a duo. Acoustic versions of new and old songs, as well as producing a set of 100 plus songs... With the use of backing tracks for corporate slash weddings slash hotels, etc. The fuck do you need a hundred plus songs for? I mean, I don't know. Then you always, like, you have versatile material for different purposes, I guess. I feel like you could get that out of 50 songs. I don't know. Have 300 plus pro backing tracks with guitar taken out as I play guitar. So ready to go. Looking to improve the set with more up-to-date music. Message me if this interests you. Please only reply if you are serious. Thank you, dot, 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 dot. Get in touch. I'm going to slide into dot, 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 dot's DMs. That's not his name. That was him doing ellipses. Or was I know. That... Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to slide into ellipses DMs. This bit is not as funny as I thought it would be. No, it's just legitimate people wanting to find band members. I know, I'm just... <laughs> I really... Oh, let's go to West Scotland. Oh. What? <laughs> That's my Scottish accent. Oh. <laughs> uh, I can't. I, I, the more I think about trying to do a Scottish accent, I just. My brain just physically can't produce a Scottish accent. I could probably do an Irish accent, but I just. The Scots, it's just. <laughs> and my, my grandmother, who was fiercely proud of her Scottish heritage, would be shocked. <laughs> And I don't care because Nana, you weren't a nice person. Jesus. R.I.P. <laughs> so R. Jacqueline from Glasgow. Glasgow, Scotland. Says, "Hey, I'm a female." Get out of my swamp. Hey. You fucking don't care. There it is. There's the Scottish accent. Hey, I'm a female vocalist looking to form a band after lockdown. Sick. I'm looking to start something that is a bit different, in parentheses. Something along the lines of Pink Floyd meant hip-hop slash R&B with some funkier bass lines and maybe a little bit heavier. So pretty much open to ideas, but really looking to create something outside of the norm. I'm also interested in working on some original material, so if you aren't interested in playing but want to collaborate on some music, that would also be cool. I truly cannot picture what that would sound like. It sounds like a kind... Well, when she said heavier material... It sounds like a, a new metal band that raps. So kind of like, I guess a but little Pink bit... Floyd. Yeah, which was, so it's like the kind of... 
trying to think of a band. I know that like Head PE was like new metal that rapped with sort of like weird instrumentals, as mm. was like it's kind of interesting. Like Limp Biscuit, it was like a group of incredibly untalented people, except for Wes Ball and the guitarist, who just always felt like he did not match that band. Right. Particularly in the fact that, like, they're all dressed in, like, giant pants and he would paint his face. Yeah, okay. And, 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 like, and like would wear weird clothes and all that sort of stuff. Jesus. Like, he... It was always, like... It felt like, oh, I'd really rather be in Slipknot than this band. Right. But this band... Like, dress for the job you want, not the job Yeah. You want. <laughs> it makes me think of that fucking picture again of the family portrait of the kid dressed as the clown. Oh, what a legend. <laughs> That kid is going places. Ooh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So it sounds like Glasgow has all the cool people, like all the interesting shit happening. So, <laughs> uh, username It's All Empire. Uh, vocalist seeking dive bombs and beatdowns. Ooh. 33-year-old vocalist looking for members to create something that's both too metal for the hardcore kids and too hardcore for the metal kids. So what audience do you want to tap into? I don't know. If you hate wimpy choruses and have stones bigger than half of these other groups' misplaced egos, <laughs> hit me up. Cheers, Chris. <laughs> Cheers, Chris. Oh man. Uh, I, I, no, there are those. Like, there are plenty of bands that like take a little from one and take a little from the other. In like, I mean, that's metalcore. Yeah. But like, the, you know, like I'm thinking of you know your gate creepers and your full of hells and your venom prisons. All sort of have like they take from both. Um, yeah. As well, like, yeah, sort of like that, like, kind of like finding that niche, like, the death metal people aren't going to like us, the hardcore people aren't going to like us, but we'll find... Yeah. Like, a, a fandom will come to us. Yeah. yeah. If you build it, they will come. If you do build it, they will come. So, last one, and then I think we can sign off, because we have fulfilled 47 minutes worth of content so far. Fuck, it feels like two hours and 47 minutes. I know. So, Shane K1212 in Glasgow City. Uh, just sort of... Oh, no, there we go. In the headline, members for a, in capitals, NEW METAL BAND. Preferably aged between 25 to 35. Ooh, I can be in it. Yeah. Catchy hooks, fat chorus, and riffs that you can shake your bacon and break your neck to. Fuck yes. That was my it. editorial, by the way. He didn't just put fuck yes. That's one of his lyrics. <laughs> yeah, shake your bacon. Fuck, that's our new thing is shake your bacon and break your neck. We're stealing it from Chris, though. He's he's No, that's not Chris. Chris was the guy who wanted oh, people the... with balls bigger than egos. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, everything you loved about the music you grew up with, hoping to make it as unique and experimental as can be without getting ridiculous. So, Aqua? <laughs> Gigging and studio experience is a bonus. Get in touch, and there's a phone number here, but I'll not put it up. <laughs> Seems... For obvious reasons. Yeah, look, <laughs> we don't need to dox Shane K. No. And not that I you... want to, but like, I genuinely want him to start this because it sounds sick. But yeah. Shane K, we are uh, going to use the term shake your bacon. Yep, yep. And break your neck. Maybe not the break your neck. I feel like as soon as we say that, someone will genuinely break their neck. Maybe, like, I'm convinced We're not that cursed. I'm... No, but this year is generally very cursed. Oh, this year, yeah, this year is This cursed. year has very dark and awful energy. Um, 
Look, I am half concerned, like, just the amount of times I've deliberately cracked my neck in the last couple of months. Like, if we start saying that, I'll probably will me breaking my own neck into existence. Do you ever get that? Like, you stretch, you're like, God, I hope I don't, like, break my spine. I don't think you can. I hope not. I think it takes, a like, a fair tremendous amount of force to do that more so than doing that leaning your head across to crack yeah but your like neck. i have to like physically grab my head and turn it until yeah, it makes a crack i mean i'm talking about like severe force has to yeah. break your neck uh like wu-tang said you got to protect your neck protect your neck yep wouldn't that be kind of ridiculous though if uh, if that's a that's a crime right there like like a crime scene, like, how did this person... Who broke this person's neck? <gasps> Turned out it was themselves and they were just trying to crack their neck. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's, yeah, a definite possibility in how I could meet my fate is just from sheer stupidity. I do remember my one of my biology teachers saying, like, no, nah, the whole thing of, like, cracking your fingers, giving you arthritis is a load of shit. Like, apparently yeah. it just, like, lets... It's just a little pocket of, like, air yeah. that it lets out. And that's the, the cracking sound. It's like, nah, that doesn't give you arthritis. Just the way that I can, like, twist my torso and, like, crack so many bits yeah. of my spine. Yeah, you do, you do get the, all the vertebra. Like, it feels great, but it's also kind of terrifying. Because it honestly sounds like if you had, like, a fistful of, sp- like, dry spaghetti and then, like, Chinese burned it. Like, yeah. it's just like that... <laughs> and, like, it feels so great, but again, I'm just like, I really hope... But I, get, I can still function. I get from time to time, uh, like, a tightness in my chest, and if I twist, there's a little pop. Ah. So, you know, yeah. it happens. Our bodies are weird. Bodies are weird. I've got some news as well. Sure. As of next week, this won't be Punk Goes Pod. This will be the Bird Watching Podcast. Yes. It won't be. This isn't actually a thing, but no. I, 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 I had an idea for a podcast... Where basically every week we just talk about what Tony Hawk's been up to on his socials. Yeah, I feel like that's a very fast path towards a cease and desist. Is it though? Because all we're doing is talking about what he's listed out there, like shown out there in the public. You'd have to draw a distinction between just chronicling like his career to date versus what's Tony specifically been up to this week. That's creepy. As it does. Far. It does border on a uh, a level of that, stalker, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is very voyeurism. Yeah. yeah, we no. He he appeared on AEW this week at All Elite Wrestling, and I was very happy. I, can I was imagine. really happy. Yeah, he he was there for uh, one of the wrestlers, Darby Allen, mm-hmm. um, who does skateboarding as well, and he did a trick, and Tony Hawk was there. I was yeah. like, put Darby Allen in the next uh, Tony Hawk game, Tony Hawk. Um, put put him in there as a secret character. That'd be dope. That was something like I didn't think to talk about. Like, who would be some pretty cool secret characters? And I don't have anyone at the moment. I don't because I don't watch the wrestling. <laughs> no, but like it doesn't have to be a wrestling. Like, so I remember when Billy Joe was a unlockable character on American Wasteland. I think really. I think That's so. Cr- I think Little Wayne was an unlockable in Tony in in Tony Five. Um, so Tony like. Five. Tony Hawk 1 had Officer Dick and I think Private Carrera and Private Carrera was modelled after porn star Asia Carrera. Right. And then she was like, I think she said to them like, I know you modelled her after me, 
if you put her in the next... I'm not going to do anything, but if you... Like, the next game, you have to give me royalties Wait, for sorry, that. was that Tony Hawk? No. No, uh, the, the porn star, Asia Carrera. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like... Well, he didn't, he didn't develop the game no, himself. No, no. He didn't... I don't think he had any hand in developing it. They used his name and likeness and... Yeah. And whatnot. Um, yeah, like, the second one had Spider-Man... Right. The third one had, like, Darth Maul and Kelly Slater. Kelly Slater skated on a surfboard. Sick. Um, and Wolverine. It's like, who could you get that would be really dope? I don't know. Mm. I don't really know. Um, but yeah, I just liked the the name of that, the bird-watching podcast. It is very good. Yeah. I also don't want to go to prison. It is creepy. I will give you that. It's. It, I will agree, it's creepy to do a podcast just on Tony Hawk and his socials. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I hope this doesn't mean that he won't come on this podcast. Yes. We just won't show him this episode. No. Speaking of episodes, what is our song for next week? Next week is... I'm actually looking really looking forward to this one. Uh, Chandelier by Sia... Mm-hmm. As covered by the band Paris mm-hmm. for the Punk Goes Pop Volume 6 reissue. A deep cut. Yeah. Cool. Um, Alright. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to shake your bacon. Wait, shit. We forgot to say, hell yeah or yeah nah. Yeah, after such a perfect end, we, we fucked up. Uh, yeah, I give the original uh, hell yeah and the acoustic... It's not a yeah, nah. No, it's not. It's not a yeah, nah. It's just sort an of. Ah, yeah. It's just sort of like a eh. Yeah. Which I guess is like a nah. Yeah. Like you can be like nah, which means sort of like yeah. So I give the original a hell yeah, and I give the acoustic cover just a yeah. 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 That seems accurate. All right. Shake now, your bacon. Shake your bacon. Bite. Bite.